Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Lonely Parade is a fantastic band from Peterborough, Ontario, consisting of Augusta Veno on guitar, Onwin Kleimenhage on drums, and Charlotte Dempsey on bass. This is a song by the Lonely Parade called Window, which kicks off their excellent new album, No Shade. Formed about five years ago, the Lonely Parade are childhood friends and excellent musicians who've toured throughout most of Eastern Canada three times already, even though Ani and Charlotte in the band are both only 18 years old. They've earned a loyal following based on their sophisticated, heartfelt, and humorous rock songs, and No Shade is actually their third album together, and, if I might say, one of the finest records of 2016. The Lonely Parade are playing the 15th edition of State of the Mall, uh, an annual benefit concert on Friday, December 16th at the E-Bar in Guelph. We actually got together for a conversation at the CFRU studios the last time the Lonely Parade were in town to play a show in Guelph. And we had an interesting and revealing conversation about their their band's history, the significance of the girls' rock camp program for young women who are interested in music, and a whole lot more. Weird stuff, dangerous road stories, the pocket system... I revealed my pocket system. Lots of stuff on this episode. So, here it is. Myself with Charlotte, Ani, and Augusta of the Lonely Parade on Creative Control. And before 
we go too much further, let me say welcome to Guelph. Thank, Thank you. You, Thank you guys, you. you guys come to Guelph all the time, right? Not really. We we came to Guelph <laughs> a lot. We used to come to Guelph a lot, but we haven't been in like a year, so I feel a little weird about that. Oh yeah, it's what been a year? Yeah, a year since you've been in Guelph. Almost yeah. Well, we played a house show in December. That's uh, true. Oh yeah, right. that's right. Right, right, right. How was that? That was good. Whose house was it? It was Forty Two Jane Street. So You're just giving people the address. Rig- his name was Rigel. <laughs> it was so Rigel's house. You don't remember whose it was. Always oh, yeah, I open. forgot that this is the radio. Yeah. <laughs> people won't go to 42 Jane Street at any time. There might be a show. Why don't we get uh, each of you to uh, identify yourselves in the Lonely Parade uh, so that people listening can, you know, try to keep track of who's who. Uh, let's start over here. Okay, I'm Ani. Hi, Ani. How are you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Pretty well. Pretty well. And uh, it's nice to have you here. I'm Charlotte. Hi, Charlotte. Thanks for you. You and I kind of hooked this up. Did we? Yeah, we did. The, the chat, I mean? Well, Augusta was on Twitter. And I was then, the Twitter. Oh, you were the Twitter. I, I messaged you, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. <coughs> Group I'm Augusta. Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jumped the gun there. Someone said your name, and uh, now you're outed there. I'm here. Hi, Augusta. <laughs> I'm good. Hi. Th- thanks for hooking this up. <laughs> now, I, uh, so you, I, you're from Peterborough, mm-hmm. which uh, I think there is a kinship between the city of Guelph and the city of Peterborough. They're kind of similar university towns here in Canada. Do you think they're similar? I think so, yeah. I feel like Peterborough's kind of like Guelph's like evil twin. It's like the flip yeah. side of Toronto. Like it's like a little farther It's away. like the alternate universe yeah. of Toronto to us. Yeah. Guelph is. Yeah, maybe. Like, like on the other side. Like well, Toronto's the divider similar. and then it's like University, just far enough away, <laughs> you can drive. Yes, we are west of Toronto here, and you guys are like, what east. are you, north? You're north northeast, east, sort north, of. Yeah. You got to take that big highway, whatever it is. I can't remember the number, but uh, you got to go all the way. Guelph's the same way, actually. You get to the exit for Guelph, and then you got to drive for like 20 minutes, yeah. which is the same as you guys. So we're similar that way. Uh, university towns, you guys have an arts community, like a pretty mm-hmm. vibrant art scene, right? Yeah, yeah. depending on the year. <laughs> Depending on the year. I mean, like, it, go- it goes up and down, and yes, it's true. we do. What do you mean? Like, wh- why does it go up and down? We have very, like, less people than Guelph does, I feel. So we have, like, whoever wants to, like, spearhead any sorts of arts things, like, like it gets, like, everyone, it, like, swells up sometimes, and then it, like, dies down a little bit, and, like, it, I don't know, yeah. I think it just is supplementary to being small. Right, but you're also a transient town, right? Because you get university students graduating, maybe they stay and stick around. Yeah, and exactly. True. Keep doing stuff, right? Yep. And you guys are young. Like, let's <laughs> let's just be clear. You're like, what are you in your twenties? I uh, I'm 21, and they're younger than me. How old are you? 18. 18. 18. <laughs> wow. So this, and you're touring around the country and stuff. Yep. How's that going for you? <laughs> Great. Like in terms of. Well, you have nothing to Just compare it to. I mean, did you do a lot of traveling before you were in a band? Oh, yeah. This is our third tour. Right. As a band. As a but band. But did you do a lot of, like, traveling? Um, yeah. Because band traveling is very different That's true. than Preparing regular traveling. traveling, right? Yeah. So did you do, did you see the world before you were in the Lonely Parade? Yeah. My parents used to take me on road trips. We would 
been to many states. <laughs> and also... <laughs> been to many states. It's very precise. Okay. More than one or two. Yeah. More than one or two states. states. There are a lot of them. East, East. like northeast. You would go to the... the like uh, New York and the like... United States. United States. <laughs> United you go to the United States of America with your family. Yes. Yeah. And so you'd go to New York and... Um, <coughs> farthest west we went was Illinois and the farthest south we went was Virginia. Okay. But like sort of all the stuff. In Family trips. Yeah. Okay. And then what, did you like that? Yes. There's something nice about being in the in the car or the van, right? Yes. But you guys have been doing it. Would you say this is your third tour? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how's it going? It's great. <laughs> this is our first tour alone. We used to we used to tour with another band called Beef Boys from Peterborough as well. And we just like didn't have our driver's licenses. So we like had to. Right. Because they were older than us and knew how to drive, et cetera. And so... Yeah, this is our first like loan. We're like doing it all on our our own, and it's cool. Like we it's got our driver's our licenses. Longest. It's is it the, the longest. It's the biggest tour yeah. we've done. Yeah. Are you in? You're not in school, obviously. No, we all just stopped. Stopped. Yeah. Were you in university? I, I was. That? I did two years, but I dropped it. A trend. What were yes. you doing? Uh, I was doing environmental science for the first year and then I switched over to media studies oh okay really weird switch over but <laughs> yeah. it seems to be happening a lot people enter uh, one or the other they enter an arts discipline they're like this isn't going to be good so they switch and then other people are like ah, I'm kind of bored with the science. engineering and the science stuff so you're you're smart basically oh yeah I think uh, <laughs> clearly we can all agree Augusta's pretty smart right I, I would say so <laughs> because yes. she can switch so seamlessly between two very different disciplines although she did drop nice out one. let's Let's not forget that. <laughs> she didn't actually finish failed. it. No, you just, you're doing the band stuff. Yeah. Right. So how did you, as a 21-year-old, hook up with these 18-year-olds, Augusta? We hooked up when we were, like, seven. Most, like, oh, at you've the, been... At the playground. Yeah. Oh, you've been friends since you were, well, you, yeah. were, you were seven. They were five? Yeah. Yeah. Is that normal for seven-year-olds to hang out with five-year-olds? <laughs> yeah, what the hell? We were in the same dance class. Um, so it was sort of like a, um, like... Our parents were like buds in the in the waiting room of the dance class, so like oh. they hooked up before we did, and then we were just like coming along forced to the us mom to be hangs. Like, yeah. this, this, there's a nice uh, you know romantic thing going on then that you were childhood friends, and you're still <laughs> friends, and now you're in a band. Yeah. And did you say it was dance class? Yeah. yeah. Charlotte still dances. <laughs> what kind of dancing do you do? Highland dancing. Oh, <laughs> that's that stuff with the Scottish. Oh, uh, kilts, bagpipes, swords, all those. Did good you things. did you see the thing of me in a kilt in the summer? I think I did. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. So I don't mean to make this about me, but I had to. I was asked to host a Scottish festival in in Cambridge where I grew up. Oh, cool! And it was just a random occurrence, frankly. I mean, someone knew me as a guy who hosts stuff, but there was no reason for me to host a Scottish festival. <laughs> nice. uh, I, although Sean Connery is my favorite James Bond. Do you guys have a favorite James Bond? Big fan of Sean Connery. Yeah, he's also. good. He's good, yes. Well, he's Scottish. Yeah. You gotta, I think you have to, don't well, you? I you, don't know. You can't pick Daniel Craig. They'll kick well, you out of the... I could pick Daniel Craig if I wanted to. It's it's free form. <laughs> the Scottish cabal or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I had to go and host the thing, and they said to me, uh, can you wear the traditional Scottish outfit, which was a kilt and a, all the other stuff, with the shoes and the socks. Mm-hmm. Do you have a knife in your sock? No, I didn't have a knife in my sock. 
I don't know if it's a traditional outfit then. Oh, oh. Uh, maybe I did. I had a satchel. Oh, a sporen. Sorry, I can't remember all the terms. Yes, that's right. I had everything. I had it all, and people said I looked pretty good, and I, I and they liked that I did it. You know, the Scott, and and I have to say, very warm audience. They seemed appreciative of the fact that I was making fun of them. That's great. And everything. Because I couldn't, it felt ridiculous. I yeah. was wearing a kilt. Right. Anyway, any <laughs> Highland dancing shoes still do that. Yep. Okay, that's cool. That's good. And and Ani, are you a dancer still? No, I dropped out <laughs> after two weeks. After two at weeks at five. Of, yeah. You she were like, this is not for me. I have a, uh, I have Scottish heritage, so we all thought my mother thought that would be a good idea, but they did not give me enough freedom to dance the way I wanted. Now, what so. kind of dancing would you have done at that age? What were you into? I mean, I've never liked dancing anyway. I guess that's the other thing. I've just <laughs> always been a really bad dancer. So, But maybe it's because Highland Dancing crushed me. I don't know. Oh. oh. I don't remember anything. This is becoming an expose. <laughs> <laughs> Ban Highland Dancing. Maybe if animals danced, you'd be into it as a child. Interpretive. Someone was into animals. Oh, you really like animals. It's true. Before I wanted to be a musician, I really just wanted to be a zookeeper. And now I'm kind of going back to that recently. Isn't there a <laughs> zoo? Things aren't working out. Is there a zoo near Peterborough? Yeah, it's really sad. It's free. It What's it free. called? It's free. Riverview Park and Zoo. Right. Would you? Is that the one you wanted to keep? Uh, no, I'd probably go with a nicer zoo okay. than that one. Is there one in Lindsay? Lindsay. I thought I there was like a guy who had an illegal zoo. Oh, the Bowmanville Zoo? Yeah, no. is that the one? There was no. a that's one, that one that's just closed. That was a big Right, that's big the one. Thing. There yeah. was a controversy because it was like not... Because he abused his animals, right. but a lot of old people like my grandmother are like, he didn't do that. And I was like, he did actually. <laughs> but is, Why do grandmothers do that? Why do they deny the truth? Have or... you seen the video? She's like, I don't want to watch it. Oh. <laughs> well. She just isn't into it. So there's a, yeah, there's a zoo controversy. Yeah. In your Bowmanville's kind of near Peterborough, sort yeah. of, mm-hmm. kind of. Okay, so is was Peterborough a nice place to grow up? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. That's good. I mean, you met. Yeah, obviously, you had a nice time because you met each other. Aww, <laughs> that's so heartwarming. It is nice, isn't it? You yeah. met each other, and then you were little kids, and then you went from dancing to when did you get into music? Probably like age eleven or twelve, maybe. Oh. And then we didn't like start actually playing in a band until we were like. 15. We were 14 and Gus was 17. Yeah. Okay. Average. uh, 14 and 17. Yeah. Okay. We just went up three years. I thought there was a two-year gap. Is something going on with your band where one of you ages faster than the other? Charlotte's a middle one. Oh, I see. I see. She she has a January birthday, and so she like (laughs) sort of ages faster, but she's like three years younger (laughs) than me. You just got her birthday wrong. Yeah, it's February. I'm so offended. Oh, Oh, sorry. February. This is getting really... It's close to January. It's the same thing, really. Yeah, February is barely a month. Exactly. It's really short. Sorry, close. no offense to you. No, your that's okay. when, When's your birthday? February 28th. It's the end of February. Ooh, You're like wow. off by like... She's a leap year baby. Not quite. No. No, almost. not quite. Uh, you can't be an almost a leap year baby, I don't think. Yeah, they're pretty exact about <laughs> the birthday. I thought of it as like real close. Like, yeah, no, it's close. <laughs> you could have just ceased to exist because you're a leap year baby, you know? It's true. <laughs> you would only age every four years. That's true. <laughs> that could be weird. So what are your instruments? What did you pick up first there, Ani? Uh, drums. You're a drummer? Yeah. And that's, is that always what you've done? Pretty much, yeah. What what compelled you to play the drums? Probably my my dad is a drummer, so I started learning from him. And hmm. then was in the jazz band. And does he? Did your dad play in a, a, any bands of note that we would know? Or, or um, I know when he lived in Kingston, he was like in the Mahones for a bit. Oh, but then um, was not a fan of drumming for them because he's like 
really he's like loves prog rocks oh. they're not <laughs> going in his direction yeah, them, no. can you explain them the Mahones were like an Irish yeah, punk band yeah they're like Celtic punk or something right it was a play on yeah. the Ramones yeah but, but they were Celtic I used to when I was younger I didn't know who the Ramones were and I told a lot of people that my dad was in the Ramones but that was a lie <laughs> <laughs> they're like what the Ramones like that's a famous band I was like oh I guess I don't know <laughs> cool Ramones are one of my favorite all time bands okay. well my dad was not not in, in the, the Ramones, Ramones. <laughs> well, what's your dad's name John John Kleimanhag John Kleimanhag yeah okay so he was in the Mahones briefly yeah okay All right. or maybe not briefly oh I don't know I don't know how long he was in the Mahones. A little did he, while. Did he teach you how to play? Yeah. Yeah. I think I took lessons with him. Like, I definitely started playing with him and then probably just, like, didn't want to listen to him anymore. I think that's what he would say happened. Oh, right. Because like, it's when it's your parent or yeah. someone, you just you assume they don't know what they're talking about. That's yeah, what I'm, probably. I, that's what I have in my kids but, right now. Okay. doesn't yeah. matter what I say. They're just like, no, you're wrong. Already. Right. They're five. Yeah, five that's and probably two. what just like, no. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. how can you already have this? So you were just like, no, thanks, Dad. And then what did you do? Did you take lessons with someone else? Or? Uh, no, I started, well, I don't know. And then I was in the jazz band in my elementary school. So just kind of learned a bit from uh, my elementary school teacher and then just sort of like self-taught. But I still ask him oh, you still pointers check in? sometimes, yeah. yeah. And oh. he, yeah, I, gives me advice on also just like how to, do drum maintenance, which I'm really bad at. Oh, just and, maintaining uh, the kit. Yeah, I'm not that, that good at that either. No, I'm, I'm a drummer. I'm very okay. I'm just not. I'm not as good as you. Oh, thank you. Or I'd be in. I'd be in that seat, and you'd be talking to me. Oh, that's how it works. Okay. No, I'm. I'm fine. I can play the drums. So I. I had the same. Yeah, the maintenance and the tuning can be a bit. Yeah, of a, I'm not. Yeah. It's just. You, you get wrapped up in, in how a thing is supposed to sound, and then mm-hmm. you figure out eventually, like, well, as long as it sounds good to you and yeah. isn't crazy bad, then it's probably okay, <laughs> right? It doesn't have to be. That's what I came yeah. up with because I'm lazy, I think. But I'm still working on that. Anyway, thank you for the uh, <laughs> background there. Uh, Shar, what about you? I play bass. You play bass? <laughs> I play bass. I started off on piano when I was seven. Oh. And then I also played that in the jazz band in elementary school. Same jazz band. Same jazz of band. Of course. I, I wasn't even going to ask. I assume <laughs> you did every... You've, it's clear you've done everything together. Yeah, bit. pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then I picked up guitar and then when we started this band I was like, I want to play guitar. And then I guess it was like, well, I don't want to play bass. And I was like, okay. You had a little rage fest of it. <laughs> yeah, I was a little mad. I didn't want to play bass. But now Can I'm you play guitar? Like, yeah. you a good guitar player? Yeah. But you, you're, you've been assigned the bass. Yes. But, yeah, because I'm older. <laughs> but, a, but a guitar-inclined bass player can sometimes be a very creative kind of bass player. Do you find that you're able to express yourself to the fullest extent <laughs> on your instrument? Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's good. So. I think... I figured that the way I play bass is a lot more like a guitar than a bass. Yes, exactly. In a lot of those senses, yeah. just because I was like, I really like the idea of like lead. I kind of feel like lead bass. Like, you know what I mean? Like, instead of just like playing the roots and stuff, I like kind of try and do other stuff sure. too. And, you, yeah. You guys just did a show with the Inbreds, yes. mm-hmm. which was pretty uh, awesome. The Inbreds were a band from that kind of broke up for good around 98, 99. And, yeah. uh, but then they intermittently will play a show and they just, this label, Obscura label, uh, just released their three records and uh, they did a one-off show at the Gladstone 
uh, in Toronto recently, and you guys were the opening act. You were the only band, other band to play, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how did that happen? Um, I uh, guess I got an email. Yeah, we, well, actually, what happened, uh, we were at, I used to do a lot of stuff at Trent Radio and, like, the start of Trent Radio. It's a long story, but um, Jill Stavely used to do uh, things at Trent Radio, Jill Stavely, who played in the Burning Hell, et cetera. Um, and she did this pro- program called Local Youth and Music that we did our first record on. We recorded our first sort of, like, album thing that it it's, like, old and stuff, but it's recorded at Trent Radio, and she was the one who hooked us up with Dave on Zunior because she was like, part of this is, like, doing, like, online distribution, right. and so if you learn to do that, like, I have this guy named Dave who will do this for you, and we were like, okay, cool, so we put up our things on Zunior, and then afterwards we just, like, assumed that that's just what we did when we released a thing, so we just, like, kept sending it to Dave. Right. And so he was like, oh, um, and just emailed me, I guess, because my email was attached to the album or something the newest one no oh, we oh, haven't oh, done oh. the newest one yet actually oh, okay, okay but uh the like he just like knew my email i think through that uh-huh. and just like sent me an email and was like yo would you like to open for us at this show thing that we're gonna do and like showed me like told me all the details and i was like i can't say no that's amazing that's amazing <laughs> that's yeah. great i mean it was, that's cool that you got to do that because i think a lot of people would love to have done that so yeah. good for you guys yeah the reason i bring it up actually is because charlotte you were talking about your bass playing and I've talked about Mike O'Neill from the Inbreds bass playing mm-hmm. a lot because he did very and does very unconventional stuff with the bass uh, in terms of playing it as a lead instrument. Was he an influence <coughs> in any way or did you know the Inbreds much before you guys did this show? I knew like a couple Inbred songs, but to be honest, I didn't even realize that he was playing a bass until the day we right, were exactly. going to go play the show. And I was like, my bass amp is broken. I'll have to rent one. And I guess it's like no, like, he plays bass, like, it's okay, like, it would probably be okay. And I was like, oh, Right, okay. because it doesn't sound like a bass. Yeah, no, it doesn't. He, he does all these weird things to it, and, it, it, yeah, he's remarkable. And and he's a guy that really, I think, you know, I think very quietly revolutionized that instrument. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us, a lot of people don't know this, but he's just a fantastic bass player. Anyway, and you're a great bass player. You guys are all great musicians. Gus, can we ask, can I ask you, what, how did you get into playing music? Um, yeah, uh, I also started with piano. At a young age, I suppose, uh, guitar. I play guitar now, but piano was what I started with. And then guitar was like something I started when I went to Rock Camp for Girls in Peterborough and then stopped playing it altogether and then picked it up again in high school. I wasn't in the jazz band, just for future reference. Sure, 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 sure. We didn't go to the same elementary school but we did go to the same high school and intersected at like grade 9 and 12 oh so. no there was a slight severance yeah you were apart for some years yeah <gasps> in oh, school at least we didn't go to school together but at you least still saw me. each other yeah. Oh, yeah oh you were still friends yeah school couldn't keep you apart no <laughs> <laughs> that's why we don't do it anymore right right exactly it was getting to be an obstruction yeah. in your in your relationship in your friendship yeah. okay so uh, you piano that's interesting do you guys still play piano I don't really. A little bit. I mean, I took piano for like seven years, so it's kind of hard to forget. You must be pretty good. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm. I'm just. I never practiced, and I never do practice anymore. So I'd have to like, the knowledge is in there. I just have to like actually use it. Right. And like work on it. But. Right. Okay. No, that's good. Now, you uh, you mentioned the girls' rock camp. Yeah. In Peterborough, when did you guys did you all do that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and when was that? Roughly. <coughs> um, I went like s- 
seven or eight years ago. Oh, it was that long ago. Yeah, as a child, I was like 11, I think, when I went. So oh. that would have been like 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that, uh, well, we, I've heard more about Girls Rock Camp in the last five years or so. It it's an like old one in oh. Peterborough. It's the Peterborough one's been going 11th year. You mentioned Jill Stavely uh, She's earlier. Part of that. She's yeah. a part, was she a part of it at that point? Yeah. Okay. She's one of the founders. Right. And then <laughs> and the point of Girls Rock Camp, if you could articulate it? Oh, um, Rock, girls Rock Camp is just like a week of doing, like teaching young girls how to play instruments from the beginning, so no experience necessary. You just go and they assign you bands and they assign you instruments and you write a song from scratch and you, um, yeah, and then you pull it all together and you do workshops, etc., and present it at the end at the big gig for your parents. And it's just to like inspire young people to learn how to play rock and roll specifically young women yeah or people who have not normally had a microphone put in front of them right so we've expanded it now to be not just women but non-binary folks as well are you are you in it are you involved in the girls yeah we're all on the organizing committee you're all on the committee now okay because i and, and this is probably wrong but i i think in my head you three went to girls rock camp and then became a band. I think that's there's some mythology <laughs> there that maybe I'm. I've got, have I got that wrong, Charlotte? Is how did were you a band before Girls Rock Camp? Yeah, no, maybe wait. But it, like no, we were. Well, no. like it's it's it gets really fuzzy because we <coughs> all used to jam at like our parents' houses when they were having dinner parties. We would like go what? to the basement. You would while they were having dinner parties, you just start playing yes. music. Yeah. They need us to entertain them. Onwin's no. dad had stuff like <laughs> no. in the basement and stuff, so we just oh. like, went. Down oh yeah, because your dad's a drummer, mm-hmm. so he had a drum kit yeah, down there, and he had mm-hmm. some other stuff too. Oh, okay. So we did that with our um, siblings for a while, but then I also went to camp before that, and then I think me and Ani went like five. But we'd already been like playing. Yeah. Like, we didn't learn how to play there, which no. I think a lot of people think. That, yeah. Exactly. That's but what I'm, I'm yeah. trying to clarify. That there's yeah, a yeah. sense oh, yeah. that you are an offshoot, no. a success story of <laughs> oh, GRC. No. I think we got like a no, we got like a they get no credit <laughs> from the rock camp folks. I think like maybe yeah. like that was well. Me and Ani went the same week, and um, I played bass. That was the first time I ever played bass. But I took guitar lessons and just kind of self-taught myself the bass to play in the band. Oh, okay. It was weird. Um, our, we had like a smaller week so it was kind of more like free form mm. uh, and then Ani just played drums and it was like I don't know what, like that was like our second no that was like our third band at that point and we were like 13 what were your other bands called? Um, our <laughs> first one was called the uh, no wait our first one was called Yesterday's Socks and what? that was in grade 4 I don't think I was in that band yeah you were you played drums remember that song about math? <laughs> What? I remember that. Interesting. What was the song about math about? Fourth um, grade was a blur, man. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. It was, uh, there was a line that said, pie over pie, I wish it was real. And then there was what? like... <laughs> um, huh. Pie over pie. Yeah, math makes me want to real. vomit I think the chorus was like, math should be never, but 50 minutes feels like forever. Because <laughs> that was how long our periods were in grade four. Uh, okay. and, yeah. Why do you have... Wow. I have wow. a really I good memory, don't I okay. think sometimes when you... Did you write that song? No. Oh, you just... Who wrote the song? Uh, we wrote it together, but our friends... One of our friends in elementary school sang it. Oh, my Lord. You don't want to talk about your friend? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> she was in her other band, too. Yeah. Called okay. Undecideds. Wow. In, the Undecideds. In grade 
seven. Oh boy, <laughs> that was a good three-year jump there. Honey, you, you, this trip down memory lane is a rocky <laughs> one for you, apparently. I didn't realize there's turbulence on this trip down memory lane for you. Oh, it's just all coming back. It's like yeah, we played flashbacks. We played, the, played the Girls Rock Camp <sighs> kickoff show uh, mm. in the spring. We, I think our, our key covers in that band were covers. Um, Take It or Leave It by The Strokes and oh, Fell yeah, In Love we With a Girl there. by The White Stripes. And I think ah. those are the only two songs we ever played. <laughs> oh, we also did a Beatles song and um, uh. Build Me Up Buttercup also. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, so then that uh. happened um, and that ended in grade eight when we couldn't decide on more songs to cover. And then... Um, this band started in our spring of grade eight, and then so like the lo- just the before the we, lonely parade. Yeah, just before grade we graduated eight. grade eight, we started this band, and then I guess it was in grade eleven. So what is that? Five or six years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five, yeah, five years ago. This five spring. years ago this spring. Wow. Okay. But we weren't called Lonely Parade to start. We were called the Toxic Markers, and then we Whoa. turned into right. I don't remember. No, I don't think that this was. Why don't this band. Why don't you remember anything? <laughs> That's odd that you're just like no I comment. I can't. <laughs> I just don't off know. the record, I don't I'm know. Really struggling. No, you don't remember the band, the Toxic Markers. I well, remember. we were a band before Lonely Parade. We were like jamming in the, your basement. Oh, that was our jam basement. band name. Sorry, <laughs> I can't That's not right. talk about That's that because that. that's like one of the only bands that I was with you guys. Like in, yeah, she was. Oh, she I wasn't, wasn't in any in of those bands because I was older. Uh, but Gemma from Stacy Green Jumps was shout out to Gemma. <laughs> That's true. Um, but um, yeah, but we started like we're like, oh, let's do this cool band, Toxic Markers, and like drew like a bunch of like cool logos and stuff. But um, that wasn't the name that lived on, unfortunately. This was unfortunately. Uh, the name was inspired by the. <clears throat> magic markers yeah that, except uh, if they were toxic they were toxic because <laughs> they always say non-toxic right yeah that's what you you took it the other way rebels you are this i do remember yeah i do remember this because our logo was a skull with two markers as the crossbones you have a sardonic streak <laughs> if i might say you like to you like a dark humor sure yeah yeah is that right is I that guess. fair yeah i suppose I mean, so. there's a lot of humor in your songs Right. Yes. I think, no. I think so. I'm no. not sure. What was like? Uh, you guys had like I would I would call this a, a breakthrough single at one point, oh. and it was about uh, a gentleman at a show. Oh, oh, I forgot oh. about that song. We don't what, talk about that. What is that song called? Mom, my mom got hit remember. on at a punk show. My mom got hit on at a punk show. Now that's, that's our breakthrough song. Did you not think so? <laughs> I don't. I that's hope a little not. embarrassing. <laughs> Are you embarrassed by that song? I Why? Mean, no. We're not, I don't think we're necessarily embarrassed by it. I think there was just like a turning point on our first tour, and we were like, "Why is everyone treating us like children?" And then <laughs> our friend was like, "Well, you should probably stop playing oh. that song about your mom." And we were like. Right. Okay, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> You're like, I love that your your mom got hit on at a punk show song, and that sh- song just started out as a joke. Like, it was literally just... Is it true? A joke. Yeah. yeah. A, little, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. We it's embellished very, it a little bit, yeah. but... Um, the lyrics are... It's early in the morning here as we're speaking, and I'm a little groggy, but I'm trying to remember some of the lyrics, because there's one about uh, something... What is it? Oh, damn it. I wish I could remember. This is unprofessional of me, but... Something about I know she I know you're what you think she's great but oh, you're okay dude I know she's fine but you're 23 and she's 49. That's amazing. That's an amazing <laughs> joke. That's an amazing <laughs> lyric. Thank you for fixing me, uh, uh, for hooking me up with the right uh, lyric there. Uh, 
No, I I thought of like I remember getting the some one of you gave me your CD I think when we were in Peterborough. Sick. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I popped it in the car on my way because I was at the folk festival, right. I think. Were yeah. You guys, were you guys, yeah, you guys played. You did, did like a did club. Play. Did you play in the in the park or whatever in the festival? Yeah. Or? You did? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I can't we, remember. We did a couple shows that week. I think I saw you at a club. Yeah. That I was guess. the after party. Right. I saw that. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I would have missed the other thing or maybe I saw it. I can't remember. But anyway, I remember we chatted and, oh, you, and you knew me from something? You knew me from... From the radio. From when I worked at the company. Yeah. So <laughs> so you grew up listening to... CBC. CBC Radio 3? Yeah. Was that a big influence on you aesthetically? Uh, yes, actually, I would say. I listened to a lot of indie rock music as a child, and I was like, whoa, this station has all the songs I like. Cool. <laughs> so underground. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I listened to their podcasts and li- listened to them in the car on our long car drives when we were, like, visiting my grandmother or whatever. Oh, okay, cool. And we sh- had a show there. So I was like, oh, I recognize that name. And right. he's right here. I'm going to give him our CD. It was very nice. Yeah, it was good. It worked out well for me. I'm glad I had that job because I got a great CD out of it, at least Sick, one. yeah. Now, <laughs> now, you two mentioned the Strokes and uh, the White Stripes oh, as key covers. Oh, man. Ani doesn't like this going back in time <laughs> thing. But I just was, that's like turn of the century kind of time right 2001 mm-hmm. 2003 whenever those songs came out mm-hmm. uh was that a key that's your formative i mean you're only 18 i feel like you're having your formative time in some ways and you maybe don't even know it but because uh, that was pivotal for me like 16 to 20 i was just like all those things stay with me all those things that i heard and saw and experienced i think are the things that have shaped me maybe the most and you know on some level you guys are hitting the road which i think you don't know it yet because you're young and uh, you're not old like me, but at some <laughs> point you're probably going to look at this time period as being very integral to your makeup. This was a heavy way of asking you about your influences. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. But uh, yeah, so those that turn of the century, you were how old again? Like around like 16 years ago, you were... Oh, oh my God. Like two. Two. Oh, yeah, sorry. Was, that doesn't make any I sense. Was three years <laughs> so old you got strokes, but Right. Oh, my album. God. That's ridiculous. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so how did you come across... That's interesting because you... Those two bands, I think, are reflective of a certain era and time. Mm-hmm. How did you get into them? You two. Ani, Charlotte. Uh, well, Parents. I mean, that's more. That was more her thing. Like when I was first starting getting into drums, I listened to like very obvious classic rock music. So that was more her thing. Oh, okay, Charlotte's yeah. thing. Yeah, Charlotte, you were into more underground stuff. Yeah, my dad really listened. Well, my, both my parents listen to music, but my dad used to like live in Toronto and go to shows, and he like worked at a nightclub and stuff. And then he, well, children kind of like put a stop to like. Yeah, they as do that. As much of that sort of thing. So he, like, like I don't know, he, like, read magazines in, like, different cafes in Peterborough or, like, um, listen to a podcast that Daniel Radcliffe was on right. that was, like, talking about his favorite bands, and The Strokes was on that, and he was, like, oh, okay. like so starved for new music. He was, like, I'll take everything, and then, like, just downloaded oh, a bunch of stuff and, like... That's yeah. He we'd have like a CD of "Is This It" by The Strokes playing in the car, and that was like the first album that I like knew like transitions to. That's like actually listening to music in the car is like yeah. a big thing. Like my dad used to make a lot of mixtapes, and so there are still songs that I'll hear like on an album, and I'll be like, "Oh my god, I know that song!" And then it'll I'll be like, "But then why doesn't this song come after it?" But, <laughs> yeah. Right, you've got the sequence of the mixtape yeah. in your head. So you both had cool dads. 
Yeah. Gus, do you have a cool dad? Cool dad. dad. Yeah, both my parents are cool. I got introduced to this jokes through my mom, actually. She had the Is This It album in the car. Uh, My dad listened to a lot of... I can't even remember. My parents both both listened to, like, a lot of interesting music. Like, my mom used to listen to the one album by The Tragically Hip Mm -hmm. when I was a child called Trouble at the Hen House. Now that's, like, the only one I like by them. Oops. Um, and well, then, why'd you say oops? I don't know. They're like really big right now, and I should say that they're I love coming them after a lot. you. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. Okay. I I will say that uh, that's a good record, but I think it's actually one of the weakest ones. Oh, <gasps> well, interesting. Isn't that interesting? As a fan of the band, like I mm. was re-listening to all of them. I went and saw them a bunch of times mm-hmm. uh, on this last uh, run, and so I was. I just. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss I was driving so much I just listened to the records in sequence I'm like yeah, there's something sort of off about it it's not the weakest one because yeah. there's like the head by centuries on that mm. and uh, it's like and flamenco is my favorite song really yeah. and anyway I don't want to talk about the hip too much it's but cool. uh, th- that's cool so you, you got into music from your parents yeah uh, yeah they didn't play music though like on when's dad did they just like my dad just started playing guitar like w- like after I started playing guitar <laughs> that's mm-hmm. nice you yeah. inspired them <laughs> yeah so uh, we, uh, your parents are supportive of this endeavor generally yeah yes. yeah, very well, yeah very much yeah. yeah do they fear do they worry they used to um well my I think my dad is actually one of the more harsh ones because he has like he is a musician um, and he's gone through many bands and he's also like he's mostly a visual artist but he also still tries to play music as much as he can like it's kind of flipped he used to be more of a musician but I think he's the harshest just because he's always like this is like there's a good chance that this isn't going to work out or whatever like sure I don't know. yeah very reality check sure that's of, like yeah. a kind of success viability yeah thing. for sure but you guys like you say this is your third big tour road's a hard life that's not an easy life. I it's mean, you guys, you guys seem to be <laughs> enjoying it a lot by the smiles on your faces. I can uh, tell. This is like <laughs> one of the like smilier days, I would say. Oh, there are down days. <laughs> oh yeah. What the, a hard life. <laughs> it is. Yeah. What are some? What have been so? Okay. How long is this? This you've been on this tour a little while, right? Mm-hmm. Last yeah. night was our fifteenth show. So two or three weeks. Yeah. We we did like a straight. Um, Those fifteen like days. Two, we did like eleven days oh. straight on the coast. We came home for one night in Peterborough, and then we went for like four days again, right, in Ontario. And now we're just doing another weekend. Right, so there's so the the thing about the road is that there are uh, horrible, sort of annoying, frustrating things. 
that can happen, but there can also be just absurd, memorable, ridiculous oh, yeah. things. Has anything, do you have tour highlights in your young lives that you can share? Like, there's any, I know Ani can't remember anything. <laughs> uh, she's just like, I don't, where are we? What is this? I don't remember what's happening. <laughs> so but uh, no, does anyone have like a thing that happened either recently or, okay. or something that sticks out, like a good tour oh, story? Man. Well, we have this candle that we have in the car. <laughs> I do remember that this. We light <laughs> because the car gets stinky and, you know, it's false. So we want the nice Bath and Body Works false scents in the oh, car. Oh, my. You're lighting a candle in the car. That so doesn't sound yeah. safe. Yeah, in the, in the cup holder. And we're just like taking in turns. In the cup holder. <laughs> Listen, it you worked. You have an open flame. It okay. Worked. Every time they the tell the story, everyone's like, this sounds stuff. really dangerous. <laughs> and and no, it's great. The first two tours we went on, we did it, and it was fine. Nothing ever happened, and we were with responsible adults, so we were like, okay. Ani never sat in the front seat. That's true. This that is was the <laughs> first time Onwen sits in the front seat on this tour. She and lights her sweater on fire. <laughs> <laughs> in the at, van, a at a gas station while we were Guys, stopped. This is not good. In a gas in a gas station, yeah. you almost set yourself on fire. Buy gas. Buy <laughs> tanks of gasoline. Charlotte was pumping gas, was like, why is it or it was me that was pumping why does it smell so much like something burning? This isn't good. We're at a gas station. You know, at the gas station they sell air fresheners that you can hang on your rear view mirror. <laughs> Doesn't work as well. Of course it doesn't work as well. It's not an open flame in a car. <laughs> the the life is not is about aesthetic, everything. You know? Oh my god. <laughs> that is horrible. That is not good. Okay, that is so not a good situation. That's a tour low. That's uh, a low light. Okay. No, that was it was good. the high. That was <laughs> the like, I lost the sweater, but whatever. They were happy about it. That's fine. <laughs> oh, did you lose the sweater completely? <laughs> the I, I don't know burned. where it went. Did you throw it out? No, I still it's have it. It's out of our apartment. I can still wear it. Yeah. You can just, still wear this, the, the singed sweater. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's ridiculous. Do you do other stupid stuff? I'm, uh, I'm just going to classify that as a stupid thing. Yeah, you're right. I lost all my house keys in Cape Breton. Oh. That just they, sucked. That just sucked. That was just dumb. Where they fall off a cliff? <laughs> no, I think they fell out of my pocket, maybe on a dock or in somebody's boat or something. I don't oh. know. Oh, you never got them. No one's ever Oh, no, reported. they're gone. Ugh. They're gone. So what would you... Your house keys, did you say? My house key, my apartment keys, my friend's spare car key, my parents' house keys, my work key, oh. and my earplugs. Oh. Those are the most important ones. That was I all think. of the important. The earplugs I was most sad about. That was, yeah. So that's, see, that's the frustrating thing about going on the road. Do you have a pocket system? Not really. We don't pocket really system. That's You need a pocket system. What's I don't that? know. It was a pocket system. All right, I'll tell you, because I went on tour once with uh, The Burning Hell and Wax Mannequin, and... Uh, I don't think he'll mind me telling you this, but Chris from Wax Mannequin loses everything. And he doesn't have a pocket system. Like every show, the next morning, you'd be like, we have to go back to the club. I left my wallet there. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I left my wallet. I left my shoes there. I'm like, your shoes? What have you been wearing the whole time? He just lose stuff. And we'd have to wait. He'd have to wake up every club owner in the like seven, because we'd have to, to, to drive all across the country. Yeah. So he'd be calling them at seven in the morning. They'd be like, what? You, well, you lost your what? Pocket system. You you determine what each pocket will hold in every scenario. Oh, so you have your keys. Smart. That's right. That's I I'm do. exactly smart. Wallet always left pocket mm. or left side of your body. That's what I do. Yeah. Keys right side of the body. Whether it's your jacket or your pants. I have bulky keys like you did in Cape Breton. Head. Uh, the, I got the earplugs and all these keys, so mm -hmm. I put them in my jacket. But always right and left, and then I always know where they are at all times. You I need a pocket system. I do have a pocket system, but here's the situation. So I had the key, but my pockets were like loose, you know? So oh, like bad pockets. Bent, I had bad pockets in my pants. That's a I had defective my, pocket that's, system. 
that's the problem is that I had my car keys, my parents' car keys, and I had like my house keys and then one I'm glad that I actually lost my house keys because those are way cheaper to replace than like one of those like button yeah, yeah. things for a car so I'm glad those ones fell out that would okay. have been a lot more detrimental if we'd lost the van key the van key so yeah. you're saying oh right that you're right you would have lost did someone have the van key we both we have, have two a sets. Oh, okay yeah. that's a good that's good that's a good system yeah. mm-hmm. duplicates okay Ani what do you think of my pocket system I'm a, I'm a fan would you employ the pocket system going forward? I feel like I don't have a pocket system, but I'm just like very, like I'm constantly checking sure. for my wallet. That's part of the pocket system key. protocol. But like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I kind of have a similar thing going on, but I'm just very paranoid about losing. There's lots like of that. things you have so to do on the road I, yeah. to, to maintain your sanity. I have the pocket system. Okay. I have, uh, <laughs> That's good. That's good. You usually have a bag of almonds in the That's car. Good. Oh. Just like dry almonds. Yeah. That's fancy. Water. That's we, I, it is a little fancy. You can't do that. What do you guys eat on the road? Uh, McDonald's. Yeah. Really? No. Oh, actually, that's not true. We, we cut back on our McDonald's. We got specifically some gift that cards. Oh, okay. From our parents, and then we had a cooler that we brought for the first couple days, and then just left for the it, last bit. We, we did. It did work. We didn't spend a, a single dollar on food until our third day of tour when we were in Sackville, and we had burgers at Mel's, but that was it. Oh, Mel's. The, that's gotta, a good place. Yeah. yeah. You gotta do it. And yeah, you've got you're part of this network. This kind of like Sackville is like this destination. Maybe Guelph's a destination where like just there's yeah. certain conscientious show promoters and and there's like little scenes happening. I mean, that's got to be nice for you. Are there, are there other ones that I'm not aware of? Like, are you part of? I mentioned Sackville and Guelph. Halifax, Halifax, is Halifax. Is pretty you good. feel like mm-hmm. you have a kinship with the people in Halifax. Sudbury, Ottawa is great. Also, Sudbury oh yeah, and Ottawa definitely have been Ottawa. Two of the best shows. These are all yeah. the best shows that we had. Yeah. On this run. Yeah. Sudbury, where'd you play in Sudbury? Townhouse. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 of course. With Dunes and McFutures. McFutures? Yeah. Is that a Happy Meal? Oh, good one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that is. What's McFutures? Uh, do you know the band Strange Attractor? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like those guys, but rearranged, and then one of Add the... a brother. <laughs> yeah, so how many are there, the brothers? Two There's brothers just and two a brothers sister. and a sister. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, okay. I was hoping. What are their names? Like four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the yeah. weird thing. You meet so many people, you can't remember everyone's name. Yeah, Jeff and Jeff and Mitch are in that band, and then Eric from Strange Attractors also in that band, and then um, Dylan Kelly from Dunes. Oh, yeah. okay. Playing keys. Keyboards. Apparently, he's a new addition to that. Band. So the shows were good because of the other bands, or just because of the people organizing? The people, the yeah. people organizing. A lot it. of the other bands were organizing too. So right. Maybe not. I don't know. I think I organized most of them. Charlotte organized. Well, most Sasha organized the, shows? the Ottawa show, but then I did most. But I mean, of, like yeah. they organ, like I don't know, like the people uh, from Strange Attractor. Yeah, they, they did it on the. They did the groundwork. I did the talking. Yeah. So, Shari, are you kind of managing things? Yeah. Is she that fair? A lot of the, yeah, yeah, she did a lot. Yeah, of them. I booked the tour. And how does that make you feel to have to do all that work? I don't care really. It was, That's what I she was, said. I she's like, I want to do it. And I was no, like, is it fun? Yeah, it's fine. I'm like really I have this really weird linear brain and I really like being organized like my favorite thing that I own is my day planner and nice. it's very nice um, like so a I, physical paper day planner oh yeah I bought it from Michael's it's really nice <laughs> a little plug for Michael's there that's oh. good oh, shout out. no no shut up um but it's got like a, a morning, afternoon, and an evening section for every day, and then there's like a month spread as well, oh. which is really nice. It was really good because I had like little sticky notes with like different days on it, and I just like rearrange oh. it within the planner. Um, but it was really good. I really like um, booking stuff and organizing stuff, and I was like, 
Well, this is like the worst part of being a band is, is. trying to book stuff and just constantly asking people to do things for you. And yeah. I was like, I'll take one for the team and just do it because I don't really mind. But you've learned to enjoy it. But the 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 the, the thrill of it is when it all lines up. Yeah. When yep. you can actually like, oh, we got to fill this date and this date and this date, and you yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good that you and, and you you have this can do attitude. I was going to ask you about this girls rock camp. So you can, that sounded weird, right? Can do attitude. Can do attitude. <laughs> <laughs> but the girls rock camp thing. Uh, going back to that, there that is, I think, at least implicitly a political thing. Like this notion of like we are going to help a, a marginalized community that doesn't, at least in terms of rock music and and this country, uh, we're going to try to help them elevate. And did you take anything? I mean, you're all organizing that now. When you first got into it, you probably, I assume, I don't know, you maybe didn't think of it on that level of like, oh, this is actually a really important thing. You probably just, I'm guessing you just did it because someone told you it might be a cool thing to do. But yeah. but have you, have you kind of taken stuff from that and applied it to your uh, perspectives on the world in terms of like what that kind of enterprise means for young women? Hmm. Hmm. I think it's been pretty good um, just in terms of being like, um, I don't know, sort of like more involved and like more. Yeah, it's definitely helped us with like connections to people who are doing cool stuff, like in terms of inspiration. So like, I don't know, like the connection of Rock Camp for Girls and like the can-do attitude of that to like the can-do attitude of the tour, right? Is like I don't know. Jill is like a huge inspiration for all of yeah. us, and she went mm-hmm. on a million tours with the Burning Hell, and we're like, well, I want to do that, duh. <laughs> so like, I don't know. She, yeah, and like, like touring was like, just like what we would, what we would do next, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I guess where I'm coming from is sometimes when you are in a marginalized group uh, of any kind you're not even aware of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're just doing your thing. I mean, this comes up on the show now all the time. We're kind of, we're, we're wrestling with this notion. I'm sure you guys are on social media and you know that for every thing, there are a billion think pieces and there's a billion ways of processing yeah. what it means when someone does something that has uh, a whiff of sexism or racism or misogyny and, and people can figure out they have to negotiate why is this happening right mm-hmm. so i and i know you know you, uh, you present yourselves as really fun and uh and and i know that you uh, are clever people but i just wonder if you think about this stuff or you're just like no we're just everything's kind of fine we're three women i guess that's not a big deal to us we just do our thing like where are you at with that stuff yeah i think more the, the second one we're yeah. like very just like do what we have to do do or like just do like what we want to do i don't know mm-hmm. we're pretty lucky <laughs> we are just saying we haven't had like a lot of issue with like i mean like just the normal like you know everyday sexism stuff that we get when yeah. we're playing shows and stuff but like i don't know i feel like we yeah. haven't gotten a lot of but you write about issues. you write about men yeah and and how weird men can be. Yep. And s- how they smell like Old Spice, maybe, or <laughs> I think that's about. That's me. us. That smells that's like you Old smell Spice. Like yeah. And candles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right yeah. But like you know, you you are aware of like kind of bro culture and yeah. and like, yeah yeah. I don't know. You want to address it. Mm, I don't know. I guess it's just like we haven't really. Like it's kind of one of those things. It's like we have like some minor issues, obviously that it's like inevitable. But I guess it's just like. I don't know. At least speaking for myself, it's like I feel uncomfortable like 
speaking about all these larger issues if it's like not really affecting us that much just because it's like i don't know no i don't know i think i think it's normal i mean most artistic expression is comes from a personal place right you're personally even if it's you're talking about a worldwide phenomenon or event yeah you're personalizing it right Mm -hmm. so you when you write songs about a guy hitting on your mom at a punk show and you make it really funny and it's just good storytelling and you do that even on on all your songs I mean a lot of your songs are like that where I'm sort of taken to what you're singing about and Mm. it's usually pretty funny but do you think that you're not taken as seriously like am I not taking you as seriously as a listener because I think oh they have like a couple of funny songs (laughs) like you're delving into some some deeper stuff I think right I don't know I don't know I feel like (laughs) I feel like the more, like, issue that we get or in any sort of, uh, what's it called, discrimination would be age-based. And there's a oh, lot right. more, like, questions asked about, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like people are more interested in that necessarily yeah. than if we are, like, well, that's more like that's, that's, like, weirder than just, like, being white women playing music at this point. Oh, is like, it? I guess yeah, I did I think kind so, of exclaim yeah. you're 18. Which, sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. That's no, okay. no, it's, I feel like it's, it's okay. Like a rea- it's a, but, it is kind of like an honest reaction. Like, you don't really yeah. see a lot of people our age, like, booking their own tours and, like, doing that stuff. So it's like, I, it's, I, th- I honestly think it's fair to, like, have that reaction, but then, like, what you do with that reaction is, like, a completely different it's, thing or whatever. It's kind of weird to... It's weird that I would even have that impulse because I was in bands when I was your age. Like, I mean... Yeah. But I don't know. We weren't as successful as you. <laughs> and we weren't doing full-on tours basically across... The, have you been across the country? Are you mostly... No. Just, just east. out east. Yeah. Out east and back yeah. a couple, yeah. couple times, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but that's amazing. Like, to me, to have this... I mean... For some of us, we didn't necessarily have the support network. Mm. Like the mm-hmm. parents, our, my dad was was not in the Ramones or the Mahones and uh, <laughs> wasn't like, yeah, yeah, hit the road. Yeah. In fact, they dissuaded, you know, they were really upset about uh, and really were trying to get me out of music, my musical mm-hmm. interest. So you guys have, I think, the perfect storm. Yeah. You have a, a great friendship that lasts a long time and you're all very smart and clever and talented and you had an infrastructure from the get-go. It seems like you had your parents, yeah, for yeah. Sure. girls rock camp, you know, your high school teachers, and uh, th- mm-hmm. that's pretty amazing. Yeah. I hope you don't take this for granted is my yeah, point yeah. here, <laughs> Lonely Parade. Because you... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. So the new record is, uh, it's called No Shade? Yeah. Yes. What can we talk about about No Shade? I feel like we've hit upon a few things. You made it with Jose, right? Jose yeah. Contreras. Yeah, that's right. That what was working with Jose like? It was great. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. A cool, chill dad. Loved it. He, he is a best. cool, chill dad. He's the yeah. best. Yeah, he's, uh, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. And did he produce the record in terms of like alter your idea of songs or was he simply laying no. recording stuff? It was, it was very like sound. He was like sound influencing it, yeah. rather than like structure and. And then he was writing. like, "Do you want to add another like line of that? It would sound good if you just like on one song. It was like the last song, the last. Which song? No, no it was window. It was window. Sorry, my bad. Uh, yeah, the first song actually. Window. Uh, the mm-hmm. last sort of bit of that song, like it was shorter than 
we had him initially written it and he was like just do it again and we're like okay and like literally just did it again and it sounded great and now we do it for twice as long but that was like the only thing he said oh, okay. in terms of our musical influence like mm. our writing he like basically just took our ideas and made them sound good it does have a it's a it's a more <coughs> i guess i don't want to say more dynamic but there are different sounds for sure on this record yeah. that mm-hmm. we've heard from you before um was that his doing like just like I th- there's a song I think that has kind of more of a treated rhythm, a rhythmic bass. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it of was it on your mind to try to shake things up a little bit for the Lonely Parade? I think more so we're kind of just coming into like our style of songwriting. Like it's yeah. not necessarily genre based or anything, but just like the way that we write our songs it seems to be mm-hmm. more natural or like it just makes more sense when we're doing it. it seems less forced. Yeah, in a lot of true. ways. Oh, yeah. and, and I mean by doing that, does that make it more open ended? I think I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's more yeah. like on some level you arrive at your comfort zone is mm-hmm. what you're saying, or you're you're coming to a place where you know each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess almost chemically, like you know what's going to happen, but yeah. that can also mean that you get more comfortable letting anything happen, right? There's no like, yeah. there, as I recall, there aren't any like techno songs on the record. <laughs> no, yeah. And there's certain <laughs> things you're gonna you're gonna you know hold on to, but I just was curious if. You got to a point. You've been in this band for what did we establish? Five years. Yeah, let's yeah. yeah. Almost, five. almost five. And how many releases is this? Is it to the two? This is number three. Three. Yeah. So you've got three records, and do you can you objectively kind of chart the progression? Like, do you yeah. feel you oh, yeah. you feel like things are moving? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I it's just yeah. The first record we we wrote the songs together all together, and we we're like, okay, we sat down. And we're like, we're gonna write a song now. What has been bugging us lately? <laughs> it's like, oh, this politic thing I heard on the radio. My dad told me about this, and like we'd write about that, or like like have like. Or I was in university when we were writing our first second second record. But I feel like some of the songs were inspired by like things I was learning in university at like like environmental issues etc and then like we'd write it together and then this record almost like ma- I think bro was written together yeah that's the oldest that was song. the oldest that's song the oldest on song on yeah. this record so like that was the only song we all wrote together and then we wrote each of the other ones like in- oh. individually like we write like so. the instrumental parts together but of it's course. in terms of lyrics yeah we all You're writing like, on your own, write on our own now. Yeah. yeah so like these what? ones Hmm. Sorry, these songs are more just like, oh, I have a crush on this person and this is a song about it. Or like, oh, I feel sad this person broke up with me. Like, that was like, we didn't write songs like that when we were first writing. Anyway. Well, what do you suppose is happening? Is that is that because you, you, I mean, on some level you probably started together because you felt like you needed the support. Mm-hmm. And now you have uh, strengthened one another to feel uh, confident to do your own thing. Is that uh, maybe? Maybe, maybe. That's awesome. Awesome. armchair armchair psychology? Maybe that I'm doing. <laughs> here. But yeah, you're feeling good. I mean, that, that's actually a good thing to, to discover that you can kind of do things on your own, but still bring it to the to the team, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so things are good. Everything's good in the Lonely Parade. You're having a good smiley day today. Yeah. <laughs> Up day. Uh, what's next for you guys? Have you already contemplated uh, more recordings, or you just con- obviously the road is. Yeah. So we did. That's that's all we have planned right now. Hopefully, we'll get more recordings done in the future. Do you have more songs? Yes, we're writing a lot of songs. On the road or? 
not we like I don't. I we, feel we were playing them on the road. Oh, you are before, but they're not. Yeah, they're like not on this album. But this album was recorded a year ago, though. So we've yeah, got exactly. Like yeah, three or so four we have songs now that we've written since then. So what do you guys do in your downtime? Hmm. I play in a couple other bands also. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are the bands? Uh, one of them's called Folk Cults, and then one of them's called Sheila Beach. Mm. Um. So I do that. Um. I also work and dance and do you dance for a living no <laughs> I, I mean can you make the highland dance like can you make that viable you probably could i'm learning to get my teachers i like i'm getting my teacher's certificate right now or oh, whatever okay. like i'm studying for that well i was in the spring or whatever but then summer kind of got crazy um wait to teach to teach highland dancing. oh to yeah. teach the dancing okay yeah, yeah. 18 and you're already going to have a teacher certificate. That's amazing. When you start when you're five years old, though, it's oh, like right. you, you, there's like 13 years under your belt already. Yeah, you actually might be underachieving. You should have had that certificate by now. <laughs> yeah, lots of people get it by the time they're like 15 or 16, but oh. all this music stuff got in the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. What about you two? Um, what, I don't know. I don't have a job right now. I mostly live at home and have a lot of plants and a cat that I hang out with a nice. lot. Nice. Good. Um, I like to drive around a lot, uh, cruise, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> explore Peterborough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the summer was mostly just like driving around to like different things and like seeing things and like being like, oh, this is a neat thing and like eating some food and then like going home and I don't know. I didn't really. Yeah. I Sounds like you need a day planner. Yeah, I think oh I do. Oh my God. <laughs> Might actually I help you I don't do as focus. much. I play no, I'm kidding. I also played in another band um, called Puberty Hands, but we... Puberty Hands. <laughs> band name thing you guys have locked up. I mean, these are great band Thank names. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do you um, I don't know. Sleep a lot, hang out with my buds, but I also... Um, <laughs> what are you, Matthew McConaughey in Dazed and Confused? That's what that sounded like. <laughs> yes, no, but I also, like, I do, I have been, especially recently, I've been trying to do, like, a lot of, like, more painting and photography stuff. Oh, cool. Lately. Yeah. You got other like pursuits. More visual arts. That's yeah, good. Yeah, I'm in an art collective in town. I've, yeah. What does that mean? You throw paint on each other? How does that work? <laughs> I, I don't know what an art No, we have, our, we have our shows together. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, your primary platform is what? You, you say um, uh, I do canvas? mostly photography and I do oh, like okay. painting with a lot of ink lately. Oh. Yes. Cool. <laughs> yes. Nice. And I think all of this yeah. feeds into probably the songs and stuff too somehow. Maybe. You probably don't even know it. I mean, the cruising certainly probably does. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I say cruising, but it's mostly exploring. Okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, uh, for more information about your band, people can go to thelonelyparade.com. Yeah. And the new record's called No Shade, mm-hmm. which I'm only recently getting. It just came out in September, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to spend more time with it and then do some follow-up questions with you. No, I'm not. <laughs> but uh, I'm sorry. I wish I knew more about it, but I, I listened to it and I liked it. Yes. And my, wife, right. and my wife and I were listening to it uh, this week uh, while we were doing dishes and we really enjoyed it. And we like your band. Oh, Always you. have. Since thank the you. second I popped that CD in the car and the second I saw oh. you, I'm like, that's a great band. Thanks. So uh, it's nice to have you on the show. Is there a song from uh, No Shade we can go out on? Can one of you or all of you uh, settle on one? Sure. Do you want to do Newfoundland? Or? We could do Newfoundland. No, do Johnny Utah. What do we not play? Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt. Do Duck, do duck Hunt. hunt. That's duck the only hunt. song that Almond wrote on the album. It's a nice piece that we all <laughs> switched nice instruments. <laughs> yeah. Now, Duck Hunt was a uh, Nintendo game. <laughs> Is that yeah. what you yeah. named it after? That's right. Um, I didn't name it. 
Oh, yeah, you did. Our friend, nope. Our friend, I was like, wouldn't you mean call this song? Our friend said Duck Hunt. Oh, you don't know why it's called Duck Hunt? No, it's like, it's a reference to one of the, the lyrics in the song, but I did know that. I the have played that The Waterfowl Park game. in Sackville, shout out. Oh, the Waterfowl yeah, Park. Yeah, that's, that's a big thing. That's referenced in it. Okay. So, yeah. And so that's why it's called Duck Hunt. Yes. And but you that is a sick game. Also. Why did you only write one song on the new record? What happened to you? Because I don't write songs. <laughs> oh, you don't generally do yeah, it? Yeah, no, I don't. Um, we, yeah, we just thought it would be, because I don't like like singing and playing drums so we switched instruments for a song oh that's right you were saying yeah yeah so that's yeah but i mean you all sing right on some level you don't sing as much i don't sing as much or almost at all she used to sing a lot more yeah i feel like i remember that but i don't like singing and playing drums so that's why we switched instruments because i'm more comfortable playing guitar and singing singing. and playing drums is great it's hard it's so hard but it's that's the challenge I like it. I hate it. Like Leave on Helm and <laughs> Phil Collins, it's true. It's and true. there's some really good people who do it. Anyway, all right, Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt. Sure. We all agree. Yeah. Sure. All right, this is Duck Hunt by the Lonely Parade. Uh, Lonely Parade. Thank you very much, Ani. Thank you. Gus, thank you for being on the show. And, uh, thank you. Best of luck with everything. Thanks. Thank you.
From their new album, No Shade, that was The Lonely Parade with Duck Hunt. You ever played Duck Hunt on the Nintendo? I used to do it when I was a kid. I used to play at my friend Rich's house and my friend Dave's house. They had Duck Hunt. And uh, instead of a joystick, they gave you a little gun. And you had to shoot at the TV and, and kill uh, and kill ducks. It was a weird Ted Nugent part of my life that I had mostly repressed until I heard that song. Anyway, uh, still, good times with The Lonely Parade. Thank you for being on the show. And you can learn more about this great band at thelonelyparade.bandcamp.com. You can hear all their records. And The Lonely Parade are playing my annual uh, benefit for the Canadian Cancer Society and the Guelph Food Bank. Uh, they're playing night two. Uh, Stay Out of the Mall 15 takes place on the 15th of December, which is my birthday. <laughs> and the 16th of December as well. On the 15th, Jennifer Castle, Lido Pimenta, and also Culture Reject. That's on the 15th. And then the second night... It is Horsey Craze, which is a uh, Neil Young and Crazy Horse tribute band featuring members of the Constantines. Also the Magic, and also the Lonely Parade. So that is the two nights. Stay out of the Mall 15 at the E-Bar, 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. Uh, it's $15 uh, at the door, uh, or $12 if you bring a non-perishable good for the Guelph Food Bank. And you can learn more about the whole thing uh, on my website, vishkana.com where you can also learn more about this show, Creative Control. Uh, This is the 289th episode of this program, and it would not be possible without uh, the Bookshelf, which is an independently owned bookstore, bar, music venue, movie theater, and restaurant located at 41 Quebec Street. Houses the E-Bar that I was talking about a few moments ago. More information about the Bookshelf's hours, listings, blogs, directions, accessibility, and to order books from their online store from anywhere in the world, please visit bookshelf.ca. This show would not be possible uh, also. This show would also not be possible without Pizza Trocadero, the finest pizzeria in all of Guelph, Ontario. Uh, you can learn more about them at trocaderoguelph.ca. They're at 7 Municipal Street, and uh, you can call them at 519 829 2444 for pickup or delivery. And uh, they're amazing. I've had some listeners now tell me, either via email or they'd stop me in the street and they say, I went to Pizza Trocadero because you talk about it so much. It was amazing. So thank you. Thanks to those people for actually going and checking it out. That's great. I'm glad you enjoyed yourselves. Yes, my site, vishkana.com. I think I was talking about that a few moments ago. That's where you can go to learn more about Creative Control. Every episode is there on my site. You can also uh, uh, click on some links there. That'll take you to iTunes and audioboom.com to also listen to the show that way. There's a, a link to our Patreon page where you can make a flexible monthly donation to the show. Thanks to a few people who have been uh, new to that experience lately and are making donations to the show. That's great. Also, uh, Creative Control is on Facebook and on Twitter at Vish Creative. I'm at Vish Khanna. And a version of the show airs every Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time at CFRU.ca around the world. Or if you're in Guelph or the immediate region, CFRU 93.3. FM in Guelph. Going to be amping up the uh, production on the show in the next few weeks before the uh, Christmas uh, holiday break there, so look forward to probably, um, by my schedule, a couple episodes a week. Uh, Hopefully you can keep up and uh, hopefully you like the show and all those things. Alright, that's it for me. I will talk to you soon. Bye for now.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.